My name is Bumi Fagwebo, Vicar of Holy Saints in Tottenham. Welcome to Tottenham in North London, where land is cheap and developers are welcome to build communities. Still, housing injustice persists, homelessness endures, and rough sleepers abound. This Sunday morning, we meet in the name of Christ to worship the God who sides with the marginalized, to give thanks for his offer of good news to all of our poverties, and to rejoice that he empowers us to forge a community of care, of justice and love wherever we are. the Lord Jesus Christ be with you and also with you as children of a loving God full of everlasting mercy let us now turn to him to acknowledge our weaknesses our fears and our imperfections in word and in deed your grace is sufficient for us Lord have mercy Lord have mercy your power is made perfect in our weakness. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Your love is greater than all our fears. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy upon us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A verse from Psalm 123. To you I lift up my eyes, all you who are enthroned in the heavens. At night. 
lifespan society disappears. That is Ben Judah's startling awareness of London as a rough sleeper. Ben Judah is an author and investigative reporter. Yet the idea that cities, towns, suburbs, and even villages atomize at night should not surprise us. People only see what they want to see. The reality is that the diverse sits at the heart of the human experience, a diverse unaware of the sore-ridden Lazarus at our doorsteps. Thankfully, some are people to see. Among the many who see are Christian churches and dedicated charities often spurred by religious compassion, changing lives, and St. Mungo's are just two such charities. Changing Lives is in its 50th year and serves the northeast of England. St. Mungo's reaches out across southern England. Their work and approaches to the rescue and recovery of those blighted by homelessness and rough sleeping are exemplary and deserving of support. Nevertheless, much good work goes on locally, as here in Tottenham, through Pastor Alex Jesse and the Highway of Holiness Ministry. Pastor Alex, who was awarded an MBE in 2018, talks about his outreach to the homeless and rough sleepers. We are on Fountain Road in Tottenham, where Highway of Holiness Church is based. In the summer of 2009, we went on our streets to evangelize our community, came across two men who told us they were homeless. We started to help them by giving them something to eat, uh, and then they started inviting their friends. Within a month, we had 25 people coming to eat. And uh, that continued for a while, and then we converted one of our toilets into a shower so that they can start to bath. And when that happened, their self-esteem started to improve. One day, one of the homeless men became suicidal after uh, the evening meal, and uh, we allowed them to sleep in the building because of that. And from that time, uh, from December 2009, up to today, between 40 to 50 homeless men sleep in our church building uh, every single night. And over a thousand people from 60 nations have benefited from the program. A lot of them have been transformed from uh, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, and so many uh, 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 problems. And uh, we have some that have gone back uh, uh, home. Others have gotten their own accommodation, gotten into employment, and, and, and we've seen a drastic changes in their lives. The good thing about all of this is that some have come to faith and put their faith in Jesus Christ. Some have been baptized and they are serving the Lord. In, 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 in the city of London, some are serving the Lord in their home countries. And uh, uh, it is a wonderful thing for us. Now we have referrals from major hospitals in London, uh, from the British Red Cross, from the police, from the council. Uh, they all come and they all need our services and uh, they come from all over the city. Uh, we also run a day center where we help uh, homeless people uh, who need help on a daily basis. They come, they have something to eat, they take a shower, uh, they get advice, 
on welfare and housing, they relax the uh, social interactions and, and things like that. And that is ongoing uh, and now in, in, in Highway House. So the, the, the provision has expanded. We also run uh, a food distribution program uh, that serves the community of Haringe. And every Thursday we serve about 500 meals in conjunction with Evdebo London, serving the population of Haringe alone, uh, those who have been impacted uh, by COVID-19. So that's another service that we are providing. The verse from Psalm 123. As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy. Many homeless families face constant relocation, often moving from one substandard accommodation to the next. At our food bank service here at Holy we quickly learned that requests for green food cans are not indulgences. What's the use of a can without the teaching or working? We recognize that the mothers limiting their preferences to powder soup and dry feedstocks are driven not by unhealthy choices as by the practicalities of their unsafe living conditions. Besides, it is now common for families, after enduring videos of substandard living conditions, to be rehoused outside the Whilst many charities inevitably step in to help with the settlement of families, this blight of homelessness among families has worsened in an insidious new front. Schools now must manage the frustrations which homelessness and other insecurities surrounding it impose on punctuality, attendance and other issues pertinent to the learning environment. The following, the following contribution from Holy Trinity Primary School highlights how this new front sees upward upon our schools. What's your home like? Unclean. Unclean. Temporary. Infested. Infested. Rogue landlords. Unsafe. Unsafe. Cramped. Cramped. Cold. Cold. Too expensive. Too expensive. Three and a half years ago, Three and a half years ago we began listening to people in our school and local community about the housing crisis in Haringey and London. There were lots of stories to tell and some of these came from friends in our class. We decided that we needed to take action. We shared our stories with urgent local councillors and other influential people. We persuaded urgent related to increase affordable housing from 25% to 60%, which was an extra 88 affordable houses. But we did not stop there. A team of young ambassadors then discussed the positives and negatives of living in Tottenham. In April 2018, we shared our stories again at their local elections assembly. There were over 300 people in the room. 
they challenge the local election candidates that if Tottenham keeps losing our talented young people, then what it will look like in 10 years' time. In November 2018, Argent Related agreed that 100% of the new homes will be generally affordable. These homes have started to be built. But what you're about to hear is all true. When I came here at my first time in London, me and my mom, we didn't have no problems. Then the landlord raised up the rent. He put on under the door, he put a, a fake contract like to pay 850 pounds more extra. Another family, another family have two children in key stage one. They live at the top of a block of flats with steep steps. Their mum has difficulties with her mobility. These two children are persistently late for school or are unable to attend as the impact of using the stairs daily is a challenge with her mobility difficulties. These two children are at the beginning of their education and they are unable to attend school consistently due to the circumstances beyond their control. This family are still waiting to be reunited. We have, a number we have a number of families that have been made homeless in the past overnight. They arrive at school with their belongings, asking for help and where to turn. Some have had to stay in a hotel or even in temporary accommodations in other parts of London. One family were commuting from South London for over an hour and a half every morning and afternoon so their children could still attend Holy Trinity. This meant that the family were often late for school or the children were tired after waking early and a long commute. This is not conducive to learning where every minute counts and children need to focus. The family had no idea how long they were going to be there for. Should they have to move to a new school for six weeks or even shorter? This family wanted to keep their children at Holy Trinity because their whole support network and community were in Harringay and the accommodation they were in was only temporary. This is a story from one of my classmates, but they were too upset to say it for themselves. When I first came to England, we lived in one room with my aunt. She couldn't pay the rent, and so we were all trapped out. There was nowhere for us to live, so we slept where we could. But unfortunately, that was outside for two years. By then, my mum was pregnant. Then my mum had to pay 1100 to live in the room. And that is where me, my mum, my big brother, and my little sister. There are leaks and the house was unsafe and my mum worries about money and other problems. My mum had to give up her job because my sister has become ill and is having lots of tests on her blood cells and she needs to go to the hospital almost every day. Change what's happened! We deserve more! Verses from Psalm 123. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough contempt. Our soul has had more than its fill of the scorn of those who are to ease, of the contempt of the proud. Homelessness. Homelessness. 
and rough sleeping are multifaceted and complex issues. However, they also offer mission opportunities for the church to engage with property developers and affected communities. In the last decade or so, the Diocese of London has engaged in shaping such opportunities, including among emergent housing estates. Father Andrew Williams has been at the forefront of such an effort in Tottenham. He is the inaugural vicar of a brand new Paris church conceived to engage with a property developer and to respond to the new community at Tottenham Vale Village. Our contributions will now end in the brief narrative of this constructive regional contribution to housing justice from Father Andrew. The Engine Room Church and Community Centre was completed by the Diocese of London in 2017. Prior to that, a team of people had been working here in Tottenham Hale since 2013. Hale Village is a brand new community with accommodation for students, uh, social housing, private housing and shared ownership. And currently there's around 6,500 people on the estate. Around 30% of the estate is social housing. And many of the people who moved here were either homeless and or were on the local authority's waiting list for accommodation. The role of the engine room since 2013 has been to build community, to help new residents settle into this new environment and helping people to integrate with the existing communities on Ferry Lane Estate and Bream Close. And at the heart of the community activities is a small but growing church, the Church of St Francis. Established in late 2013, the church community initially gathered in a temporary space that we were loaned by Newlong Housing, one of our partners here on the village. And then in 2017, we moved into this uh, purpose-built community centre, thanks again to partnership with Lee Valley Estates. And it's here where the church community is at the heart of everything that we do.
from the Gospel according to Mark. He left that place and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, Where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Jose, and Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about amongst the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except his staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. Nigel was sleeping under a pile of bin bags in the corner of a run-down parking area just off the high street. It was raining and he was shivering from the cold, wet rain. He was hiding under the rubbish and he was very, very frightened. Last night, when he was trying to get to sleep, several people shouted at him, telling him that he was a scrounger and all he needed to do was to get a job. That happened most nights, but it was the combination of a brick being lobbed directly at him, to then waking up to find a woman in a posh dress squatting on him, urinating, clearly having had too much to drink, whilst a group of friends stood some way off on the pavement laughing. Perhaps she didn't know he was there. Or perhaps she did. Alison was walking past and she noticed the bin bags rustling. And wondering if this was a stray cat or possibly rats, she decided that she would take a closer look. Pulling back one bin bag, she saw a hand and fear gripped her. Shaking, she peeled back another and saw Nigel's face, both faces looking at one another, both unable to move because of fear. The implications of this moment were enormous. Alison knew that the heating was on in church just up the road, getting ready for the Sunday morning. So she called the priest and together they made some hot food and gave Nigel an inside space to sleep in. Not glamorous, but safe. The next morning Nigel had gone. The priest said mass, but the events of the night before seemed to dominate their after-service coffee 
People couldn't believe what had taken place, but as ever they each went back to their own way, back to the comfort of their own homes. Yet that night, Nigel returned with a friend and a night shelter was born. Nigel began to share something of his life. Gosh, it felt weird for him. He couldn't remember the last time he was actually listened to and taken seriously. He'd done okay at school, had parents who loved him. He left home, got a job, was married, had two children. But then he started to gamble. Bit of fun at first. But then it got serious. Seriously gamble. Soon after a while, his wife noticed that his behaviour changed and she thought nothing of it. Nigel had secretly asked for help from his parents, his friends, but they all shut the door once they realised where the money was going. His wife's anger erupted when the bailiffs arrived and the children's TV, the toys and the car were taken away. She kicked him out onto the street and he had nowhere to go. Subsequently, he lost his job and as a youngish man was not deemed to be vulnerable. Okay, to fend for himself. Things got worse very quickly. Wow, it felt good for him to talk now. Nigel's story is sadly common. Mental health issues, relationship breakdowns, addictions, abusive relationships, short-term cash flow, removal of benefits, bereavement, a sudden crisis. Well, these are all reasons for street homelessness, for sofa surfing, for hostel living, whatever it might be. And quite often, rejection. Rejection by loved ones, rejection by employers, rejection by councils, rejection by government, rejection by society. Jesus was, of course, rejected in his own hometown. He was deeply humiliated and shouted at. Even his neighbours were not able to call him by his proper name. This isn't the carpenter, the son of Mary, not even the son of Joseph, and a far cry from the son of God as proclaimed in Mark's prologue. You'll remember some chapters earlier when Mark declares the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And you'll all rem you'll remember also sometime later in chapter 15, when the centurion who'd watched Jesus die suddenly declares, truly this was Son of God. This is Mark's gospel, beginning, middle and end. Jesus in his own town, suffering a deep humiliation from, well, no doubt, good and well-meaning people, perhaps like you and me. You know, we don't always humiliate others, do we? And we only shout out rude names to others when perhaps we're driving or behind closed doors or when we're looking at the news or looking at social media. It's not as if we throw bricks at others in extreme circumstances, physically, mentally online or forcefully when we feel rejected telling someone I'm sure just in our heads to pee off. Rejection is very destructive. It's a powerful force as Nigel will tell you. So let's see what happens in Mark's gospel. Jesus, having received such rejection, becomes the role model and he organises. He brings action, not endless discussion groups. The twelve are called. They're sent out to change society through reconciliation, build community, two by two. 
They're given God's authority and are told to immerse themselves amongst everyday people. Take no possessions, no unneeded money, accept local hospitality, be as those around you, not more important. And there are implications if you're not treated with dignity. Shake the dust off your feet if you're not welcomed as a non-violent act of reprisal, a symbol of encountering an opposition of hatred. Be people of healing, of love and of grace. Jesus is showing us a better way of responding to rejection. Jesus is showing us a precursor of the cross where the ugliness of rejection, of betrayal and separation are all laid bare. Jesus defeats our death in the process, takes our place, brings us liberation, so we don't have to judge the misfortunes of others as a consequences, even reject them. In the cross and resurrection, God takes a decisive action of love. This is not about endless discussion groups. On the cross, God responds to Nigel's heartache, brings Alison, brings healing, builds community and restores hope. For Alison's church, this was a kairos moment, a fresh renewal to partner with Jesus Christ with a vision for a transformed society. They recognise that housing, indeed regeneration, are deeply rooted in baptism theology therefore a gospel issue. They took to heart that decent and affordable housing is not just a luxury for the rich to exploit the poor, but a root of livability, dignity and human flourishing. They campaigned and they grew. They grew and they campaigned. It was almost as if they were washing feet and being blessed in the process. So next time you walk through a car park, be careful. Jesus remains the role model, bringing action, meeting with people in their deepest anguish. Jesus too remains in the busyness of organising to bring healing, building community and restoring hope. We've seen this time and time again, especially in this pandemic. Although I pray next time that it won't be Alison's curiosity which is ignited. I pray that it may be yours. Now I wonder, where might that lead? Let us declare our faith. We believe in God, the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is made. We believe in God, the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God of the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Our prayers today come from the Nazareth community based at St. Martin in the Fields on the edge of Trafalgar Square. Let us pray for the whole Church of Christ 
and for all people according to their needs. We who have walked past sleeping bags on doorsteps, we who have seen the despair that does heads in, we who have heard the cry of mental anguish and walked past, not because we didn't care, but because we didn't know what to do, we have been called to pray for our nation, to express our love for its diversity and its energy, and to pray for a greater justice to address its brutal inequalities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those who are homeless in our nation, for those who sleep on buses or in trains and walk the streets at night. We pray for all those who long to belong but have no place of belonging. We have heard the British government say, stay safe, keep social distance, stay at home. But what if we have no home to stay in and no place to go? Lord, we pray that your church may provide the place of belonging. We pray that we will see your face in the stranger. We pray that you will open our hearts to provide a greater generosity and a greater welcome. We pray that rather than thinking we cannot end world poverty, instead we will respond to the need of those in front of us, remembering that whatever we do for the list of our brothers and sisters, we do it for you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the feet, yours are the hands, yours are the eyes, you are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those throughout the world who have been made homeless by poverty, by war, by violence, by lack of food or water, or true illness and disease, for those living in temporary accommodations and overcrowded conditions, for all who have left their homes from every part of the world in search of safety and hope. We pray for all migrants and refugees from Syria, from Afghanistan, from Iraq, from the Middle East, from Ethiopia, Eritrea, those who have made long journeys across the Mediterranean, from Africa, those from Myanmar, Hong Kong and Asia. I pray for my fellow brothers and sisters living in this country who have brought so many gifts, who have worked in hospitals, care homes, hospitality, transport, cleaning and social care, who long to call this place a home where they fully belong. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Go simply, go gently, go with Christ. May Christ go with you and meet you in the stranger you meet. Grant these our prayers, O merciful Father, for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray the gathering prayer of Collect for this Sunday, Trinity Pine. 
Almighty God, send down upon your church the riches of your Holy Spirit and kindle in all who minister the gospel your countless gifts of grace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As our Savior taught us, so we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, power and the glory, ever and ever. Amen. Friends, it's been a real treat to be with you today. I hope that somehow, somehow in our words and in our prayers and in our music, together we've had an encounter with the risen Jesus Christ. So Christ the Good Shepherd, who laid down his life for the sheep, draw you and all who hear his voice to be one flock within one fold. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest upon you and remain with you today and always. Amen. Amen. Hello.